Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Hit Like a Girl podcast is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. One thing I love about working with them is that they're mission-driven, which means that they're dedicated to featuring authoritative shows, hosts, and guests who take on the tough topics in healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. If you're looking for bingeable content related to the healthcare industry, they've got more than 8,000 episodes on demand waiting for you. From professional development, the patient voice, digital health, innovation and entrepreneurship, and of course, health IT, they've got you covered. So this is your official invitation to check them out at healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. Today, we're talking with Holly Hockmeyer, the Regional Vice President for Healthcare Provider Solutions at Nuance Communications. Her work helps reduce physician burnout through liberating providers from the keyboard. In this episode, we talk about deep machine learning AI, speech-to-text technology, and how the purpose principles at Nuance makes them wired to win. Holly and I got along really well and shared some surprising ways that COVID made us feel more human. So let's take a listen. What do you do? What is your piece of the health IT puzzle? Like, how do you fit into healthcare, the ecosystem? I started in healthcare right out of college and I went into device world. I started in operations, actually helping Stryker as a buyer of literally parts and pieces of autoclavable cameras and all of the aspects of the devices that go into any sort of arthro procedure. So hips, knees, shoulders, all of that. And was recruited right out of college. So it was either Gallo Wines or Stryker. <laughs> and are you still there? I think you're frozen. I gravitated towards healthcare just because of experiences as a child with chronic scoliosis and just being an orthopedic offices my whole life, it felt very comfortable to me to segue. Hindsight, what a blessing to to have selected healthcare as my path through my professional career. Not that I don't love wine, but I was a really smart decision in hindsight. And when I... Working with Stryker, they ended up buying 
they kind of dabbled in the healthcare IT space for a few years by buying an orthopedic-specific EMR for orthopedic practices. And this was back when, before meaningful use, and when practices were purchasing with personal funds and just kind of trying, dipping their toe in the water with an electronic medical record, but was not a comfortable place for surgeons to live. And so I sold both that and a PAX system for digital archiving. And that was my segue. I started to see that Stryker might not stay in that space and actually leveraged some contacts with local practices in Colorado and my network with practice administrators and asked, which companies do you work with that you really respect? And ended up taking a role with McKesson in their electronic medical record space. And I've been in sales the whole time since five years into my career. So are you still in sales? You're not at McKesson anymore. Right? I'm not. No. So I segued from I started to see that McKesson was also kind of changing their focus a little bit from a healthcare IT perspective. And Epic and Cerner were certainly kind of taking over the world. And several of my colleagues had transitioned to nuance. And for me personally, it's very, very important that I represent an organization that is changing the landscape in healthcare in a beneficial way to clinicians and to the healthcare ecosystem. I I didn't, although it was a wonderful aspect of my career selling an EHR through meaningful use, it never felt very good because it was a have to, not a want to. Yeah. It was required, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't because it was the best thing for everyone involved. So my pivot to nuance was really diving deep into making sure that I was representing an organization that I could align with their values and missions and their outcomes that they were providing. You know, it's funny you say like, so I, yes, I'm still in sales. I I have a team of six account executives that represent the Midwest. And it's funny, even as a regional vice president in sales, it feels like a dirty word to say, you know, we're a sales team and we represent, you know, because it, it, it can be. Sales are hard. Like you really have to believe in what it is you're selling to knock on somebody's door or call them on the phone or look at them in the eye and say, you need this. And right. if you don't mean it, I would imagine it's, it's pretty... It feels you, yeah, you can't, can't be successful if you're yeah. not really passionate about what it is that you represent. And if a lot of times we're educating our clients about a problem they might they might not even be aware of the impact and so there's a lot of that deeply entrenched communication and you have to walk them through that without no one ever wants to feel like a used car salesperson you know no. so really helping them understand that your motives are genuine and that you are genuinely trying to help them succeed so one of the conversations that has come up throughout our journey over the last several months has been real ways that we can tackle physician burnout. Like what is, how do you do it? It just seems Mm -hmm. like such a difficult problem to untangle. And Mm -hmm. as I was reading a little bit about your role at Nuance, that, that hopped out at me. So I wanted to ask you about it. Like what are what are the ways that, you know, the product or service that you're providing to clinicians can help them reduce 
feelings of burnout. That's a huge passion of nuances. We have spent years and years and years truly trying to understand physician workflow and liberate providers from the keyboard and the mouse. You know, everyone is aware of the JAMA picture where the kid's facing the doctor and the doctor's facing the computer and it's written in crayon, right? I lived that because my little girls are six and seven and everyone gets a little doctor kit. I think it's like a rite of passage when you're two or three, you get a little doctor kit and you you work on your animals. And they also, because mommy's a professional, they also got a little fake iPhone and a fake iPad and a fake computer to play office. And when my girls got old enough to play doctor together, they don't play doctor without going to grab the little mini laptop. And I think for me, it was really telling because they actually see a pediatrician that I saw when I was a kid. And I've known Dr. Nancy now for my entire life. And she didn't have a computer when I was growing up. But now my girls have never met with her without a computer in her face. And so in their mind to play doctor, you've got to go get your computer. So what we're doing now in our ambient intelligence and true AI is liberating the provider from the keyboard. We're able to capture that ambient conversation between the patient and the provider and create the clinical note out of that conversation. So can I ask a funny, I don't know if yeah. it's funny or not question, but when I hear people do voice to text, Robin yeah. does it a lot. She's, you know, like send tape. Okay. And, and you got to do like comma, space, space, return, quotation mark, you better not, quotation mark, whatever it is. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah. Is yeah. that part of Delete. it? <laughs> no, it's not. And that's what's so magical about it right now is we're, we're creating the clinical, we're capturing the conversation in real time. It's very conversational. And then we are able to translate that both using deep machine learning AI. And right now there is a quality review component that includes a human element just to make sure that what the provider sees and approves is close to what their expectations were. And when I say close to, what's interesting is we often exceed what they would have created on their own. Like the feedback that we get from providers that have had a chance to use it is, this is better than any note I've ever created on my own. Because so much of it now is copy and paste this paragraph that I use every day. You know, and then they start to realize, gosh, these conversations I have with patients are really magical and they capture so much detail that I don't capture in my regular documentation practice. So the other experience I personally have with transcription is with podcast conversations. And so we use something that identifies the speakers and breaks it out and it does a pretty darn good job, but you know, it's nothing like translating it into a note so how do you turn a conversation that two people have, or maybe there's more people in the room, into structured data that then can be built from or used in, you know, put a, like, generate a report around? How do you do that? Right. So, and I don't want to outkick my own personal coverage because I'm not one of our engineers, but Nuance has been in the speech-to-text business for 40 years. And we have recognizably the most intelligent medical conversational AI, which is part of why Microsoft has chosen to you know, partner with us and announced an acquisition is because 
we are the deep domain experts in medical transcription and translation, which is a different conversation. Converting that to structured text and then being able to capture that those data elements and extrapolate them into the problem list or whatever, that's all kind of coming, right? It's We're taking step-by-step, managing what we can manage, always acutely aware of that never impacting the provider's experience at the end. It's in its baby steps. It's the evolution. We've made huge leaps and bounds. And we're continuing to partner. That takes a lot of partnership with our EHRs. We have strong relationships with Epic and Cerner and Meditech and Allscripts and you name the EHRs out there that we're, you know, we're aligning to figure out what that next step is in terms of extrapolating data. So is that where the human element comes in, where somebody sees the transcript or you know the output of it and then they kind of put the pieces in the right place? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They make sure that so it we take the time when we're building the conversation to understand how a visit is structured, right? So when are you going to do history, physical, all those elements. It takes a little bit of time for the provider and our engine to get to know one another and the quality of documentation review staff. So there's a few weeks of just kind of, all right, hey, let's do a few patients. Let's see how that works. Check the output, validate it. It gets smarter the more you use it. Both I, Everyone involved gets smarter the more they use it because they have an opportunity. They understand how the engine works a little bit better. And we understand how the provider's mind works a little bit better. So I love it. Yeah. I feel like um, I want to say it was nuanced that there was maybe the first HITMIC conference, the you know health IT marketing and PR mm-hmm. conference that was put on in Vegas. And then nuance was there and they were rolling out like it was an ICD-10 campaign and uh-huh. I got to be in one of the photos that was like pretend that you're walking into a lamppost or like because there's an ICD-10 code for that yes <laughs> that's awesome so it you've was, done marketing for us that's yeah awesome. everyone was sort of like acting out random ICD-10 codes but it, it was super fun aren't like, there funny ones where you're yeah. like oh my gosh well <laughs> I think there was one like bitten by a whale like it's <laughs> The five people on the planet that that happens to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And that barely scratches the surface. I mean, we have, we still have our bread and butter, which is Dragon Medical One front end speech. And we spun off our transcription business this year. And then we have computer assisted physician documentation to take that documentation to the next level and make sure all of our health systems are getting reimbursed for the care they're providing. So that's that next level because... There's just so much waste in healthcare right now. And it's so hard to get credit for what you've delivered and to structure that in a way where the insurance companies actually reimburse you for it. One, I think that you guys are doing a really great job. But two, it also seems like a great company to work for. It is an amazing, a cool team. We do. And we have... Our culture has changed tremendously since Mark Benjamin became our CEO. It's been really fascinating. They actually, early, early on in his tenure with us, hired completely female firm out of Boston that helped us develop and refine our purpose. That sounds interesting. <laughs> it was really special. And the way they rolled it out, it made all of us a part of the process of defining our purpose principles. And we are reminded of them every time we do a review, every time there's an all-hands meeting, anytime we want to pat someone on the back. And it's really helped. It even helps me in recruiting talent. 
because it it shows it, we we back it up. We back it up with our DNI activities and our our dedication to the global wellness, just in general of the planet and our staff. It's really a dynamic organization to be a part of. I love that idea. So does that mean that the company itself has its defining principles and the employees that work there kind of define their own why? Or is it is that like is that part of the conversation? Like what's your why, Holly? Yes. And what do you want to like who do you want to be when you grow up? What yeah. what do you want to accomplish and how is that serving you? We're constantly we have it's something every month related to wellness and mental health they bought the calm app for us right when covid hit and continue extending it just trying really hard to meet us where we are and make sure that we feel safe and that it's a place where we can be vulnerable but also push the limits can you share some of your what did you call it your Principle, purpose? Purpose, principles. Yeah. Yeah. My entire purpose for being changed when I became a mom. I'm a very independent person. Very comfortable. Too comfortable sometimes in my own skin. To the point where I don't necessarily notice what other people are thinking or feeling. You know, my husband's been amazing in that category. But then when your heart is living outside of your body and two little people, you become very raw. Like it's all of a sudden you feel very exposed. And for someone that's always in control, you feel very vulnerable. And so my purpose for everything is my girls and just setting a good example and ensuring that I carry on what generations before me have done. My mom paved ways in her career and for me and made a ton of sacrifices with my dad's help. They were a great team. And they modeled that for for my husband, Taylor, and I. But for me, every decision I make now is specifically related to my kids. And I think COVID brought that way closer to home than I ever anticipated. Because I traveled nonstop. I had nannies. You know, I was kind of... I would like to think I was present. I thought I was present. And I don't think I realized I wasn't present until all of a sudden I was very present. And (laughs) had nowhere to go but to be present. You're here. We're here. We're not here. (laughs) Everybody's here. Turns out, it turns out that we're all going to get to know each other better than we thought we ever would. So I'm pulling up these purpose principles so that I can marry them. But now my internet's being really slow. So again, my purpose is my girls. And at the same time, I'm highly motivated by, you know, I feel like modeling a good example for them and enjoying the work that I do and loving going to work and not feeling guilty about being a working mom is an important part of modeling that. So our purpose principles for nuance are intelligence makes us more. Wired to win, which we all are. Unlock with understanding, which means... So I've loved the, the application of this with DNI. And a lot of the conversations that we've peeled back the onion on over the last several months, just getting more comfortable having some of those uncomfortable conversations and leaning into them and making it a safe place to challenge one another. Like, I don't think you meant to come across X way, but you did. And I think you need to be aware of that. Interesting. I like, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of having difficult conversations. I feel like 
it's a good practice to get into. And a lot happens when you're on the other side of it, because when things get left unsaid or they're miscommunicated, like a lot can go awry. So being able to face that head on internally is pretty admirable. Yeah. And it's hard. It's not easy. It's very uncomfortable to do. But I think when everyone makes it a safe place to do that, then gives us the ability to raise the bar and not just operate in this reactionary state of mind. One aspect of that that we use a lot is fail fast and fail forward, right? So everyone's human. And one of the things I love, like oftentimes we get, you know, the big blast email that comes out and so-and-so was promoted and so-and-so la la la. And inevitably, you know, once every couple of quarters, there's a mistake, right? And within two seconds, our top leadership from our CEO down is like, oops, in the interest of failing fast, like, sorry, you know, and it just like, gosh, it gives you the ability to just take that weight off and say, you're right. Like, yep, we're human. We're human. We're human. I give you permission to be human. Totally. That's, I think that's been my biggest thing this year as a leader, living my truth. And I'm a working mom. My office is right here. And we had two, we had kindergarten and first grade rocking in the living room. We, I'm working. Now all of a sudden we weren't on camera with podcast mics and lights and HD cameras. I've been remote my whole career. So that wasn't weird for me. Not meeting with clients was weird because I'm a super social person. And it was weird for my team. Like, how do I keep this? really motivated, type A subset of personalities, very different personalities, different generations, different personalities. How do I keep them fired up and excited to talk to clients who are being taken out at the knees by a global pandemic that none of us have experienced, have any idea what's coming, and the state of panic is higher than anyone has ever experienced. I mean, it was a wild ride. And there were times when... I just had to be human, human. Like, listen, we're not perfect. Puddles is going to wag his tail in this camera and Abby's going to come in and ask for Cheerios. Yeah. So can you share any lesson learned from that? Because what's the secret? It can't be Zoom meetings. Is that how do you keep them engaged and excited? We have a lot of fun with... I mean, I feel like it's cliche to say this now, but like early, early on, we did Airbnb. We ordered a team building and it was a guy that makes empanadas out of South America. And it was so much fun. And the team was just really excited about breaking bread together and, you know, laughing about each other's cooking skills and having fun, right? Making it dynamic. And then over the holidays, I sent everyone gingerbread cookie kits and we did a competition. Everyone's very competitive in sales. So we did a competition about everyone's favorite, like who could decorate a cookie in a specific period of time the best, right? So that was funny. But then you get to a point where it gets kind of like it's burnt, you know, okay, great. Let's everybody get. And then our our marketing team got on board and we were doing cooking classes with clients, but so was every other vendor and wine tastings, every other vendor. I think it got to a point where it's like, you just have to constantly try to evolve and listen to everyone. And sometimes it's, hey, I'm going to have an off-camera day. 
you're going to have an off-camera day. I think you said in your last podcast, I've decided not to wear makeup. Like that is so liberating. Oh, it's been the most amazing thing. Now when I do, I barely put on eye like eyeliner and a little bit of mascara. And I'm like, look at me. <laughs> Joy, I mean, and that's in some ways, it's funny. I, I think your partner was like, you know, I love getting right. Like in some ways during the pandemic, it's helped me to like get my booty out of bed, get out of my yoga clothes get my face on and let's rock this. Like, it just felt like that I wasn't going to go outside, but it felt like a way to make it real. Like, okay, I'm going to change something to make my day different. Well, I can totally relate to that. But on the flip side, like for me, I was experiencing isolation and I'm like, who the heck am I getting ready for? Like after this Zoom call, like, it's just me. Why am I like, it's not, my dog doesn't care what I look like. (laughs) exactly no exactly and then but then in some ways it's like well I'm now I'm now I went from being on the phone and working that way for years to now I'm on camera and I'm representing not just our company but the sense of responsibility in a leadership position through this has been you know it's incumbent upon me to like I can have I certainly can have bad days but I have to be everyone's rock because it's going to be hard. And I have to, you know, sometimes I have to suck it up and just like totally. be there for everyone and be their sounding board and show up. Like I've had to get ready to show up despite the fact that I don't want to. And that's part of being a professional too. Like, you know, you know, when professionals are good is when they're still able to do their job when they don't want to. And yeah. when they when they're not feeling it, and it's like everybody can do a good job if you're like I'm in the best mood. I feel I'm working at the top of my game. But when you feel like ten percent energy or whatever, like how you show up, like sometimes you can't always take a sick day or no. a personal day. You kind of have to get through. You have to do it. Still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, this is super personal. But so in the early on, you know, I'm on my team calls. I'm on camera all the time. I get a call from my best friend from growing up and her sister has taken her life. And I had a team call starting, sorry, like five minutes later, you know? And so I made a choice. I was like, I could choose to just cancel the call outright and not be there. Or I can show them that I'm not always this bulldog rock. And so I joined in this state and I said, Hey guys, you know, I just, really want you to know what's happening. I'm going to take the rest of the day to mourn and pull myself together. But I wanted to come here today on camera to talk about the fact that this pandemic has an effect on everyone in a different way. And I want you to know that if you're struggling, we have support for you. And it was... I mean, everyone was, I think, just, wow, like, oh my gosh. And it's crazy how much of that has happened over the year. And I think opening up that to my team and saying, if you need a minute or, you know, it's okay to share that with me and I will help support you and find the tools that you need to make sure you don't have to be perfect or a hero at all times. Like, it's it's okay to... I agree. It's very liberating to be able to call out what it is you're feeling. The last few days, honestly, I've been grumpy and I've just been telling people ahead of time, like, guess what? Like, I'm not feeling super hot right now. I'm a little grumpy. Can't figure out why. 
But I, you in particular are somebody that I have been looking forward to talking to and not, not it's for a reason you're not going to guess. And it's because, well, your name is Holly and one of my best friends growing up, literally like since I don't, first grade was my, you know, she and I learned how to drive together and went, and we just had this whole story. And one of the downfalls of COVID was that she wasn't able to go to the doctor. She wasn't able to go. She got COVID, but she was sick in another way that she didn't get care for. And I learned through a Facebook post, you know, that like her last post was like, I have a bad liver or something. And 24 <gasps> hours later, she was gone. Oh and I, and it's like how, you know, when it, it makes you just think like, how important people are to you and what really matters and why do you like how do we want to spend our time and you know that's part of what has been the inspiration of like we don't have that much time here every everything is so precious so why don't we treat it that way and and especially in healthcare when you know we're working to try to to help people like not just be sick but you know stay well right and um I guess that kind of folds into asking you about what you see going forward. Like what, you know, you're like, I don't want to go back to being on the road or being a road warrior or not being present for my kids. Like what is the new way of being that you are, you know, want to to take with you? (laughs) Somehow you've gotten into my journal. (laughs) First of all, I'm sorry for your loss. It's heartbreaking. I know it was the worst. Yeah, it's the worst and it rocks you and you just yeah, her sister had reached out to me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Like I grew up with her and like days before it and I'm like, god. I didn't know that was a cry for help. Yeah, how would you? <laughs> like so I want us to be more real. Like I was a road warrior for so long. I after my second baby, hadn't been here a year. So I didn't fall under FMLA. We now have much better maternal benefits. But I went back on the road after nine weeks. I mean, pumping in airports, traipsing around the country with milk, all of it. (laughs) And I don't think anyone should have... Like, we've proven how successful we can be in this remote environment. We've also proven in many ways, I've gotten into people's lives more than I ever did before because we were meeting in conference rooms and hospitals. Now I've met your dog. I know what your home office looks like. You know, if your kid has, you know, cried from the other room or it's, we've all, I think everyone is more human. I've been on more calls with clients where we're all, you know, rigid and buttoned up and it's them that's like, sorry, I have a two-year-old losing their minds outside. And we're all just like, that's okay. Like, thank you. That's okay. So I think we need to give each other permission not to... First of all, I'm very polished. I care a lot about just demonstrating that we show up with everything we have, everything in our tool bag. But there's always going to be something. And we have to give each other grace. I have to learn to say no. I was a, I was a yes, like, yes, anything you need. I think I had COVID in February from being in Boston for four weeks in a row, traveling overnight. 
I missed Halloween. Like, why? Why? That, that customer is still my customer and a very good friend. I think there's, it's okay to like ask for and demand balance. Yeah, I agree. We are not slaves to our careers. Our careers, we should love them. And I, I love mine. Yeah. But I shouldn't not know what my kids are learning in school. Right. A conversation that I had even just earlier today for a different episode was just talking about being showing up as your whole person and, you know, not necessarily trying to pretend that like or compartmentalize and say like, okay, this compartment of my job or my role at my work is more important or the most important thing in your life. It's like a switch that's all of a sudden, you, you know, you can turn everything else off when you're there and it doesn't work like that. No. And I think what's interesting, like if I look back at that, it's not like nuance put that pressure on me, but I also can't expect nuance to tap me on the shoulder and say, hi, you're working too hard, mom. You know, I have a really incredible partner and I don't, I know, you know, several of my girlfriends do not have the same type of partner in their life to really genuinely show up. I mean, my husband was the kindergarten and first grade teacher. He's at soccer now. Like he is my rock, but he's also the first person to say, we need you to show up. Like I can tell your head is here. Like physically you're in this room with us, I think. But mentally, I know that you're like, we can all tell that you're not. And I kind of need, I need those honest people in my life, girlfriends that are like, you need to take a walk. We have got to get, because I I love it. I love my office. I love my work. And I will crush it in here for hours until someone is like, hi, here's some food. Can you, you cannot forget to eat. And we probably should get some vitamin D. That's me. That happens to me. Like I forget to eat all the time. And I like, I'm really grateful for my friends when they tell me, Joy, you're overthinking this. Just, just so you know, yeah. <laughs> like let it go. It's yeah. time to move on or whatever. And I mean, I, I really appreciate being able to have people in our lives that can tell us the truth, you know, tactfully. But yeah. in a way that, you know, makes that like stops you and you're like, you know what? I'm going to listen to what you have to say. It's important. Yeah. yeah. And on the, on the flip side, if I need a night where I just really need to focus, I, I can ask for that. And, you know, all the other distractions in our life will get, you know, sort of managed until I'm back. So can you tell me some of the things that you do as your whole person? What are the things that you do outside of work that yeah. keep you happy and feeling good about life? Yeah. <laughs> One of the blessings of COVID is that uh, we can work from anywhere. And my husband left his corporate American job and now can do lots of things flexibly. So his parents have a lake house in South Carolina. So last year, last summer, we were there for six weeks and... For us as a family, anytime we can make memories, it's really like that's what is magical for us. So doing down there, you can do a a ton of waterfall hikes and jump off the dock and, you know, be in the water and be on the boat and really check in. And here in Colorado, so out of that, we said, you know, we've got, we've squirreled and saved and we've done a ton of investing over the years. And what about us? Like, why don't we create something? So we're in the process of designing a a mountain house for us to go make memories in and escape to and share with our loved ones. So hiking, mountain biking, skiing, the girls are finally on two wheels 
safely without anyone taking their life in their hands. So we're going to get back on our bikes and lots of swimming. I love hot yoga. That's been one of my sad things. Like I'm still not comfortable in a hot yoga class and I can't imagine doing one with a mask on. I might die. So I miss yoga. We did it in our yard last summer with all the wildfires. Now it's too hard to get that deep breath, but a workout every morning is crucial. I've roped my poor husband into them. If we do consistently, you know, four solid, really just good hour long sessions a week, I feel like mentally, physically, we're more grounded and centered. I love all of that. One, I just got to experience like lake life for the first time. I feel yeah. like I've always grown up. Well, I've always lived around the ocean, but not so. Specific. You guys were in North Carolina, right? Yeah, we spent a lot of time in North Carolina. And that's then, where our house is on the border of North and South Carolina, up in those mountains. Oh, beautiful. What mm-hmm. a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Yeah. I got to spend some time in the Finger Lakes up in New York. And yeah. that was just divine. I was like, oh, this is a life. This is a life I could sign up for. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's slower. It's slower. And when we're there, we just got back Tuesday. That's kind of why I had to reschedule so many times. But it is. It's slower. And I think injecting... I'm so much better if I get out of this office in our house and get to a new environment. Like I truly take a deep breath when I'm in the mountains. And I was, I don't know, there's a lot of, we can unpack that for hours on a different podcast, but I was born in the mountains. And so for me, I truly believe that like I can take a deep breath when I'm home. I can see that. I mean, I experience, sometimes I feel guilty when I'm leaving my office, quote unquote, but to your point of being able to work anywhere, there's times when I feel more inspired by changing my context or just switching up the environment that all of a sudden I'm having thoughts I didn't have before and yeah. connecting them to other things. And then it, it creates ideas and that, that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that if I was just in staying in place. Yeah. So my other secret tool is sleep hypnosis. I love it. I, I did, feel like uh, we're like on the same wavelength. I really? Yeah, That's I do that awesome. like every night. <laughs> I love that. And that my body reacts really, really well to them. My first child, I was able to deliver through hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And it was a really magical experience. And since kind of learning that methodology, now if I need to hit the reset button, even midday, like a sleep hypnosis meditation is really powerful for me to ground me. Do you use an app or what's your methodology for that? My favorite, and maybe it's the British accent, is Michael Seely on YouTube. (laughs) But they're free. It's just Michael Seely YouTube. And he does amazing... I went through some health things and uh, he does an amazing like body scan. And I truly believe that all of that helps me kind of how do I know so, where I am in the universe? I want to give you the I use Insight Timer. It was recommended okay. to me by my therapist because it has um, thousands of hours of not just meditations, but like just if it's music, sleep stories, yeah, sleep meditations. If you just like to listen to the sound of crashing waves, whatever, yes. it's got like I mean, just hundreds of thousands of hours. You can like switch it up. Insight Timer. Yeah, it's called Insight. It's like one of the only free ones because I have Calm too. I got that one. And then I have 10. I'm I'm like, I'm maxed out on my meditation apps. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's there's more than you can ever listen to, which is perfect. But yeah, yeah, when I'm traveling or I'm like off or grumpy, you know, I just I go do a meditation and I usually come back yeah. a much happier person. Well, I like the sleep ones because I feel like my subconscious is listening to stuff that like, all right, I'm not necessarily actively listening to what's going on, but my subconscious is and listening to this, you know recording is telling me that like I can live in abundance or I'm super mm-hmm. courageous or whatever you know whatever you whatever drive you need to feel and I'm yeah. always amazed I'm always like does this work and then when they wake you up it wakes me up and I'm like oh hi wow that was like I like the ones he does like 30 40 minute ones and you know I'm always I'm always amazed at how I just feel like I've tapped into a part of myself that needed to be fed Thank you for sharing. I love that. If somebody wants to follow you or get in touch with you or somehow, you know, engage with you online, what would be the best way for them to do so? The best way is probably LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn and happy to connect with folks there. And then of course, my email, holly.hockemeyer at nuance.com. And I don't expect anyone to know how to spell that. It's just a lot of ease, but look at the title (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) I'll include it in the show notes as well. (laughs) I started um, early on in my career. I was a recruiter and networking and connections and building that personal brand is really, really important to me and a passion project of mine. So, Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for spending this time with me today. And uh, I can't wait to share it with our audience. So thank you so much, Joy. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Holly. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle hit like a girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon. This episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Inc. CMS's merit-based incentive payment system or MIPS is super complex. And if clinicians ignore the program or perform poorly in it, it can result in a hit to their revenue and reputation. Chirpy Bird is proud to say that more than 95% of its clients are exceptional performers in MIPS, meaning they've maximized the score that directly translates into their Medicare reimbursement rate. Chirpy Bird offers their audit-proof services to practices of all sizes through an affordable monthly subscription that includes unlimited access to a regulatory expert who guides them in knowing what data to track, how to create workflows that make capturing that data easier, and ensures that they submit it all to CMS on time and performing at its best. Contact Chirpy Bird today or learn more at chirpybirdinc.com. That's chirpybirdinc.com.